Welcome to the Here and There Sports Podcast on this Friday, April 12th, 2019. We have the NBA playoffs starting tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be, I, I guess that'll be exciting. I suppose I have to say that it'll be exciting. But first of all, Sammy, Lakers coach Luke Walton has mutually parted ways with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, he has. And uh, um, listen, I'll, I'll tell you, that sounds eerily similar to when my girlfriend and I, quote unquote, mutually broke up in seventh grade. Oh, uh, uh, seventh I'm grade. Not, I'm not sure just how mutual this whole situation was, but bottom line is Luke Walton. What was gone. her name and what was the problem? Even? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into that right now because that. But I'm not going to say any names or anything like that. Okay. The, but, but who do you think should replace Luke Walton for the Lakers? Um, this is a tough one because I, Luke Walton got a little too much blame. Um, there's obviously some front office troubles. There's Stephen A. Smith was reporting that uh, literally owners around the league despise uh, – Rob Polinka as a GM, which is a little frustrating. And that's the guy who's dealing with our trades. But, you know, and obviously the Matty Johnson news is cr- kind of crazy that yeah. he left this right as, like, we were heading into the time where, like, this is the win-now time. This is the free agency where there's a ton of big crop. This team, is, if they were to land a superstar, would, would be in contention, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, Luke Walton, I, I like that they're looking at Tyron Lue. I really like Tyron Lue. Obviously, he's an ex-Laker. Um, he's has a good relationship with LeBron, which seems important as long as he's there. Um, you know, but Luke, one thing I didn't like about Luke Walton is he had very inconsistent lineups. There would be like, like th- there'd be times when guys would have a, a like a, like Lance, I remember they, they were playing Memphis. He was having a great first half and then they just benched in the second half. And he'd, 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 uh, Lonzo would be playing well and they'd bench Lonzo for Rondo in the fourth quarter. Like he w- wasn't very consistent. You really didn't know who was playing each night. Um, and some interesting stuff like the 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 worst trade of the NBA traded line was when the the Lakers traded uh, Ivaka Zubak for Mike Muscala. Like, yeah, that was absolutely horrendous. Zubak was a, a really ascending player. I get that they weren't maybe not gonna pay him, but like hold him out for the rest of the year. And they trade for Mike Muscala, and they literally they play him the first night and then sit him the next thir- three. Like, literally, don't trust him. So I don't really get. There's just some weird moves. I'm, I'm, he needed to move on. He had like a, uh, uh, uh well below 500 win percentage. So, you know, I think Tyron Lue, um, would be a great option. I like Mark Jackson, but I don't think he's been considered. I know there's a name that threw out, but, um, I, I think Tyron Lue would be a good fit, uh, with the Lakers organization. I think he'd slide in easily and there wouldn't be a lot of controversy there. Okay. Well, you got your three minutes of Lakers airtime, but unfortunately they're not in the playoffs, so it's time to move on elsewhere. Wow. Um, Obviously, the Golden State Warriors, to no surprise, are the favorite in this year's NBA playoffs, but do you think that there is any team who could surprise the rest of the league, maybe, and not get completely decimated by the Warriors, maybe take them to four and a half games instead of getting swept in four? Yeah, I think the only team in the West that can really legitimately have a shot to beat the Warriors is Houston. And let's not forget, they went to Game 7 last year. I know they're not the same team, and they give, they've given up a lot of their defensive pieces that made them <coughs> – excuse me, I'm sick um, – that made them the great defensive team they were the year before. But um, 
they do have James Harden, they do have Chris Paul, and in a, in a, in, a, in a game in a series of seven, I you know they're gonna want revenge for what happened last year. Uh, a lot of people argue had Chris Paul not got hurt, they would have won that series. Um, so I think they yeah. can match up well, uh, especially with the guard play, um, and not let Steph Curry and Clay Thompson go crazy and make them beat you inside. Um, so I think I think Houston is the one team that could really give them a run for their money. What about you? Yeah, um, I, I agree that out of the West, Houston is probably the team that has the most shot to beat them. But I think that if anyone does beat them, it's going to be the representative from the East, and I believe that that team will be the Milwaukee Bucks. I like the way that they play. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo should be the NBA MVP this season. I like Coach Mike Budenholzer. I like Eric Bledsoe. I think the Bucks. Well, the Bucks did have a great season. I think that's going to translate into the playoffs. Um, I'm actually not as high on the Boston Celtics as a lot of people are. I think the team with the best chance to win the East is the Bucks. After that, I think it's Toronto, and I might regret saying that if they, you know, have a second round exit again. But LeBron's not in the East this year. There will be no LeBronto this year. And I think that, you know, just like Virginia men's basketball has had a history of coming up short and uh, failing to live up to expectations on the biggest stage, the Raptors are a similar team, but we saw what happened with Virginia this year. And I think it could be the Raptors' time now to sort of break out, but I wouldn't bet on it. I would still take the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're the best team by the East. I think there's a drop-off after them. Yeah, I agree with you that the, the most likely team to beat the Warriors would be out of the Eastern Conference. The Bucks, like you said, uh, are a great squad. Giannis and Eric Bledsoe and others, uh, an all-around very good team. I I like the Celtics a little bit more than you do. I think the Celtics could they, – they just ha- they have good guards with Rogier, obviously Kyrie, but Rogier and uh, um, Marcus, Marcus Smart and a couple other guys. And I, they could match up. And, like – Let's not forget Kyrie Irving it could very well be gone um, this offseason, and it's looking like it will be. I know he's getting me with Lakers. The Knicks have been hinted at heavily. Um, so if this doesn't work, if you're the Celtics, they got a lot of pressure on them because if the Celtics get bounced in the first round or the second round, they're not going to be able to probably sway Kyrie back. Now, if you're the Celtics right, and you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, you get to the, the NBA Finals, you can make a very good case, like to Kyrie, like, "Hey, we're close here. Let's do something." Um, I think Toronto's gonna be very good. They, you know, they don't have Demar Derozan anymore. Demar Derozan's a good player, but he ain't no Kawhi Leonard. And Demar Kawhi Leonard doesn't disappear in the playoffs, and he will be a beast. Where Demar Derozan seems like every year, no matter how good the regular season was, he always disappear. So I think they can match up, um, and uh, you know, see what the Seventy Sixers can do. I know they're having some struggles right now, but. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. Like, just from a matchup standpoint, Tobias Harris, they could, you know, stretch the floor with the Warriors a little bit. So, that would be interesting. Yeah, don't forget the Toronto Raptors X-Factor, <laughs> Pascal Siakam. He can flat-out play. And I think the Raptors are a really threatening team to win the Eastern Conference. But you just brought up the 76ers. And they're another team. I mean, this Eastern Conference is going to be a very solid race now that LeBron's not in it. I mean, say what you want. LeBron not being in the playoffs will make it less exciting to an extent. But 
there's also going to be a team in the NBA Finals that isn't LeBron. Um, two, well, two teams that don't have LeBron. And that'll have an exciting element to it in the Eastern Conference that may have been lacking in the past few years because there are, in my opinion, four teams that at least have a shot at winning the Eastern Conference now. And that was just non-existent in years past. Yeah, and, and like last year, like once the <coughs> once the once the Warriors got through the the Western Conference, it was like, oh, it's the Cavs. They have LeBron, who's a legend, obviously. Um, but the, I mean, the, their team was was crap around him. <laughs> they didn't have anybody besides Kevin Love, um, and he's okay. So, you know, it, it's almost like once they got to the finals, they could just rest in a way. Where this year they're not going to be able to. Whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference is going to challenge this Warrior team and give them a run for their money. So. I do think, you know, maybe legs to catch up with them. Um, it'll be interesting. The Bucks worry me a little bit because, again, they haven't won a playoff series since 2001, I believe. Obviously, that's going to change. But it, it's like with the Browns in the NFL. Everyone's always like, oh, oh, now, now they're going to the Super Bowl because they got Odell Beckham. Right. Like, let's calm down. This team hasn't won a playoff game in, you know, over a decade. So, like, let, let's see them do it first before we start, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, and um, that's a good point. I got to ask, what do you think about the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference? I like them. They're a good team. Um, they, they're, you know, Jokic is, is, is a beast. But, um, you know, I don't know they have enough star power. Um, Jamal mm-hmm. Murray's a good player. But, like, I just don't know if they have enough star power to contend with the Warriors. I think they could win a couple rounds. But, um I don't see them going to the Western or going uh, representing the West. Right. Well, I think that barring injury, the only thing that can really stop the Warriors this year would be if fatigue just totally sets in with them. They've just completely run their course. And I mean, excuse me, because here's the deal. No matter how much star power you have in any sport, it is hard to win three championships in a row um, and it is hard to win four out of five championships. It's just hard to do that. So, I mean, again, the Warriors have all the star power to do that, but there is a level of maybe fatigue that could start to set in with guys, especially like Kevin Durant, who's starting to see, is this really benefiting his legacy? And if you're KD, you might start to think about moving on somewhere else because there's an element where every title you win with the Warriors especially when now we're forgetting since their last title, they've added an all-star caliber center, maybe just starts to become more meaningless in your, in your case of being an all-time player. Yeah. And that's an interesting point. It's like, that's why, you know, he doesn't, in terms of numbers wise, you look at him and, you know, you could, I guess, like start to make an argument that he could, you know, um, not quite yet, but you know, he, he would, he probably thinks he'd be in the conversation for greatest of all time, but it's like, no, you know, you join this super team, the rings mean mean, mean less. Right. Um, where, you know, that's why if, if Kevin Durant really wants to be recognized as a top five NBA player, top three, he needs to go to another team um, this offseason and win a title. I think he'd gain a lot more respect back if he were to do that. I think, unfortunately, the complication with that, and this kind of goes into the logistics of the NBA, is the only – if KD did leave – Let's say he goes to the Knicks. The Knicks are going to get Zion Williamson, and they're likely going to get Kyrie Irving too. So now you have another glorified super team. Well, that's the only way that you can compete with these other 
super teams that start to form. I mean, the Lakers are going to get pick up probably another star player. The Warriors, even if they lose one or two stars, are still going to be have star power. So it's really going to – we're coming to the age where it's it's really the age of the super team, and that's just the reality of it. It's, it's the I think the last team we may see that isn't in that respect would be the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that statement. And, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens, obviously – this summer with uh, all the big name free agents. Yeah. So we got some time to kill. So you were telling me that the NFL draft was in two weeks, correct? Yep. Correct. Avengers is also being released on that day. Event. Oh, it's the same day. Yeah. Well, Thursday is the opening day. And then, yeah. And then Friday. Wow. Big day. That's a big day. It is a big day. What? So Real quick, what are your Giants going to do? They have two picks now in the first round, 6 and 17. I saw a, a, a mock trade that could happen of uh, if you say uh, Josh Rosen. the Giants dealing Don't with say the – Don't Josh uh, Rosen. No, I said the Giants dealing with the Chiefs. Chiefs jumped up to grab Greedy Williams and uh, us giving you a couple picks. Oh, I'm sorry, a couple picks for what year? For this year, giving you a first, second, and third. I was watching uh, – uh, reading something on Bleacher Report of realistic trades that could happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes on that one. I, I don't I'm – not, I'm not trading – you said the sixth pick? is what No, the were, 17th were, pick. Oh, the 17th, okay. And where are the Chiefs picking? 29 – or 29, yeah. Okay, well, I can see it. I mean, the difference between 17th and 29th, though, is pretty big. I mean, there's – it's – it's a lot more rare to find a Pro Bowl talent in the late first round as it is in the mid first round. Yeah, but I I don't think that means all the time because I mean you you find guys like yeah you know undrafted freaking the fifth and sixth round that obviously you know are, look at Tom Brady look at Tyree Kill yeah. on the Chiefs he's a fifth round draft pick you know yeah well we'll see I mean going back to what you said I think with the sixth pick. I think really, I think that the Giants should go with defense. I think that Eli Manning is still their guy, to be honest. And I don't think it's the time to throw a rookie quarterback into the mix. I really do not, especially not in this draft class next year, or I I would say two years from now, you got to wait for a Trevor Lawrence to a tag of Iloa. Maybe next year you get Jake Fromm, but I think the grass is greener in the future in terms of quarterbacks. Defense, in my opinion, is just simply a bigger need right now. I would love if you take a guy like Montez Sweat, if you can grab him, because defensive line is just simply critical right now. Um, I don't, do you think there's any chance? I mean, I, I would say it's probably a reach to take Cleveland Farrell at six, but do you think there's any chance they could get him at 17? Oh, yeah, at 17, I believe he'd be – There, some people were checking him in the Chiefs at 29. Um yeah, you get definitely 17. That would be make a lot of right. sense. Right. So my ideal scenario would be a total buff up of the defense because I already told you I don't want to take a quarterback. I um I don't think that the receiver class is all that good this year. I don't oh, think Oh, I think the receiver class is excellent. Okay, well we'll get to that in a second. Um the Giants already have a franchise running back and a, a franchise tight end. So O-line is something that they could take, but I don't know if there's will be a, a generational O-line talent available at six. So my uh, 
my scenario that would be good would be taking Greedy Williams at six and Cleland Farrell at 17. Totally reshapes the defense with some young guys that are going to be, in my opinion, studs. I loved watching Cleland Farrell coming around the edge at Clemson. He's a force fumble monster. The only thing that makes me skeptical skeptical of Cleland Farrell is that when we saw him at Clemson, who else was on that D-line? You had Austin Bryan, Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, and having three other stud D-linemen makes it your job so much easier. So, I mean, that's not what the case would be on the Giants in the NFL. They're not going to be beating up on Boston College in the ACC. So I know you could say this about a lot of guys, but Farrell is a guy who is a little bit of a gamble just because I don't know how well he's going to translate to the NFL. And that's not to say he won't do well. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I know you, I know you love your boy, Eli Manning. I understand why with the two uh, Super Bowl rings he bought you. But I think you have to take a quarterback. I think Dwayne Haskins has to be your guy. You can't take another year with Eli. If Eli couldn't get it done last year with Odell and all these guys, what's he going to do now that he's gone? I just – I don't understand – what like like Eli's oh, a great quarterback. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer, but it's time to move on. And like maybe you you start Eli this year. I understand that, but you better get a quarterback to groom him. Because I mean, unless you got an eye on a kid next year, but I think Dwayne Haskins is gonna be a baller, and I think he really fit well in New York in that market would would uh, welcome him. So I actually I don't think you can. I think there's very minimal amount of the blame of last season that can be placed on Eli Manning, who was top 10 in passing yards, um, 21 touchdowns and 11 picks, which wasn't great, but it, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. He had a horrible offensive line. Odell didn't seem like he was trying half the time, and he was hurt a lot, you have to remember, too, um, and a horrible defense also. But I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is as groomed and ready for the NFL to be honest, I, I watched him quite a bit last year, actually. I think there's a chance that eventually he develops into a decent NFL quarterback. I just don't think you're, he's he's your guy. And I saw him make a lot of mistakes last year. He's not very mobile, which apparently is the, you know, a criteria that you need to have these days. Why are there people in my yard? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Why? Yeah. Is, no, but Rod, what's going on? There, there's seriously like little kids running around my backyard right now. Okay, um, that's kind of frustrating. Anyway, I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is your guy. I think that he looked really raw last season. Again, he could develop into a pretty solid NFL player, but I don't think I don't. I just don't see why the Giants would rush getting a quarterback. I really don't. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Um, I would take it, but. I get, obviously, the quarterback class is a lot better next year. Um, obviously, the Cardinals have been trying to deal Josh Rosen to just about anyone they can. Yeah, I heard the Chargers were in on that. Um, oh, my gosh. They have Phillip Rivers. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I don't understand what's wrong with Phillip Rivers. Yeah, but he's also 37 and coming up out of his contract next year. And they oh. gotta pay, they got to pay Joey. they got to pay Melvin. Uh, Melvin Gordon, all these guys. All these guys are coming up. Man, these – I swear to God, these older quarterbacks are being disrespected these days. The, <laughs> the, I try to tell Charger fans every day, your team is not the best in the league, okay? 
I just leave it at they're, that. They're solid. They're solid. They're solid. I would have liked if they lost to the Patriots, right? Yeah, but, got blown out. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see them at least put up a fight in that game. Exactly. Um. Well, should we do, next week? Uh, if you guys listen this far, we'll do our, our top five worst fan bases next week, shall okay. we? Yeah, top yeah, five. we'll do that next week. With a full and, draft preview, an yeah, entire show dedicated draft, which will be exciting. No NBA playoffs, I guess. Um, and the last thing would be we apologize for a few nights ago the audio cut out. I have no idea why. Um, it, it could have been because I was walking around my backyard, which there's a bunch of trees and. Oh a- my! Apologize for that, and we hope that you enjoyed. And oh, and let's we'll plug our uh, let's week. plug our Instagram page uh, here in their sports. Go give it a follow. We'd uh, really appreciate it. We're trying to uh, not post on our. Uh, that's where we'll post these podcasts and let you guys know uh, when our next one is going to be.